Hey, everybody. I'm Gayla Zos. Welcome to episode number 14 of the Simple Marketing Academy podcast. This week is a Marketing 101 week, and you know what that means. I'll be interviewing somebody I know who offers marketing-related products, services, or advice to small businesses. The goal here isn't to sell you anything. It's just for you to learn the basics and how to be a smart buyer of these products, services, or advice. In this episode, I'm talking to Gwen Canfield. She's a freelance graphic designer and the owner of Creative Instinct. That's a branding and website development company based near Nashville. Now, I've known Gwen going on 15 years, and she's a friend of the Simple Marketing Academy podcast. She's been on before. I've worked with her on dozens of projects for clients all over the country. In this episode, Gwen talks about website design, including what you need to be thinking about and doing if you want to create a website that does what you want it to do. So let's listen in. Welcome to the Simple Marketing Academy podcast. If you're a budget-conscious small business owner who wants to learn more about marketing, join us weekly as Simple Marketing Academy founder Gayla Zoes helps you make sense of today's mind-boggling array of marketing options. So, sit back, relax, and get ready to cut through the confusion, because the Simple Marketing Academy podcast is starting now. Hey everybody, this is Gayla Zoes, and on this episode of the Simple Marketing Academy podcast, I am joined by Gwen Canfield. She is the owner of Creative Instinct, and she is a graphic designer extraordinaire. And today, Gwen is going to talk to us about killer website design, okay? If you want a website, but you're not sure how to go about it, Gwen is going to explain it all. But before we get into that, Gwen, I'd like to start off with just a little bit of information about you. People here in Middle Tennessee know you as a graphic designer. So tell us about your background and how how you got to where you are today. Well, um, I would say by accident, but that's not really accurate. I've always loved art. Um, and design my entire life. I've always drawn and painted and just really been involved in art class and school and and all of that. And so it wasn't until I got my first corporate job um, in my hometown of Franklin, Kentucky um, in an office, and they had a marketing department. Of course, that was not my first job. My first job was clerical and filing and all that good stuff. And you know, I was doing PowerPoint slide presentation design and things like that. And they were like, Hey, you know, you're kind of good at this. So I just kind of kept my ears open for uh, design openings that were in the marketing department of that company. And I applied for one and I got it. And so I kind of taught myself a lot of the graphic design programs and and things like that. Um, got good at it. And then I decided to actually get some, some schooling, some, some training for graphic design. And, um, then I got a job at a printing house, um, got a job for Cracker Barrel home office doing their graphic design and and their marketing department as well. And then I decided to build a freelance business on the side. Um, so that was probably around, 
between 2005 and 2008, I was building my freelance business on the side. And then it just got to where I couldn't do both anymore. So 2008, I broke off and did only freelance graphic design. So kind of a long story, but that's how that's how it went. (laughs) So how did you get into the website part? Yeah, well, probably for the first year or two, I focused only on branding, logo design, print materials. uh, But I kept getting asked, you know, do you do websites? Do you website? No, I don't do website design. And then I got to where I had to partner with somebody that could do the coding because back in the day you had to do HTML coding and all that stuff. And I didn't know how to do that. Um, But I would do the design aspect of it. Um, But then it got to where some new programs and platforms were coming out where it made it a lot easier to build websites online without having all the nitty gritty HTML stuff that you had to know. Um, And so I started designing sites myself and I was able to use those platforms to create beautiful sites, make them look exactly like I wanted to and function as well. So it's kind of grown from there. I'd say probably more than half of my business now is website design. Mm, That's awesome. So someone who is just getting started in the marketing world, they might be a small business owner or somebody who wants to start a business but hasn't done it yet. Or maybe it's somebody who's been promoted to a marketing position in a small company. They might not understand really all the ways that a website can be used. Talk about the different ways that a website can support the success of a small business. Oh, gosh. Well, a website is just absolutely imperative, in my opinion, to all businesses. Um, I've I've been preaching this since, (laughs) since since I started that a website is extremely important. But now more than ever, people before they, um, you know, when they want to learn about your business, they Google you. Um, or they Google the service or product they need um, and usually the area that they're looking at. So you have to have a website. Um, and the different ways it can be used, uh, you know, there's different types of sites depending on what you, you want your site to do for you. It can be a brochure, what I call a brochure website, which um, just gives a really um, great impression of who you are as a company. Here's your brand. Um, here, here are your service offerings, um, explaining all the benefits that your clients can expect from using your services. Um, and so that's a brochure site. Um, another site type of site would be an e-commerce site, which, I mean, obviously, if you want to sell products through a storefront, that's great. But you can also use a website to sell products online and really expand your audience that way to, you know, nationally or or internationally. Um, So, you know, that would be an e-commerce website Um, and what different, another kind of functionality that a website can bring to your company is um, drawing um, leads, sales leads. Um, You can have, forms on your site. You can have pop-up windows that collect the viewer's um, name and, and contact information to, you know, if they want to get more information on your products or services, um, they can submit that to you. So that can generate sales leads for you. Okay. I know you said that every business has to have a website. Okay. 
Are there any instances where a company might be able to get away without one? (sighs) (laughs) In my opinion, no. (laughs) In my opinion, every serious professional business, I don't care what kind of business you are, you need to have a website. (laughs) At least a simple um, one pager, you know, if it's one of those long, like long homepage scrolling type of sites that a lot that are kind of popular right now. Um, It could be one page, but you scroll through the sections on the one single homepage and it just kind of gives, you know, here's your brand, here's your contact information, here's what you provide, um, you know, and here's how to get in touch with you. Um, To me, it's, it's, it's an essential part of um, a business operation to have a professional website. Yeah, I, I totally agree. But every once in a while, I run across somebody who says, nah, nobody's online. Nobody, nobody's going to find me. They won't look for me online. But I, I, I think that person's probably been living under a rock. I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking, uh-huh. well, you know, they're enjoying life under that rock. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I think it's safe to say that There are no cases of companies anywhere that can get away without a website today. I guess they could get away with it, but I I would not recommend it at all. Yeah, well, they they, (laughs) they sure wouldn't be making as much money, that's for sure. Right. Okay, so the, 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 the title of this episode is Killer Website Design. And I want you to talk about the ways that a person can get a website. I mean, there are, there are all kinds of different ways. So talk about each way that is available to get a website and a little bit about the pros and cons of each, just in case there are listeners here who know they need one, but are confused about how to go about getting one. Um, well, there's, there's, there are several platforms, a lot of them now, actually, where you can build your own website. Um, a lot of people come come in contact first with when they when they go to GoDaddy.com to reserve a URL or domain for their site. Right away, GoDaddy hits them up. Hey, build your site here for free, and you know that that's fine. And 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 you know, people invest time in learning the platform and, and building a site for free, and then. You know, and but oftentimes you can tell you can tell that it's a template. It's a very stiff looking template, Um, you know, just doesn't look very polished. Um, And that might be fine for a startup at first. Um, But there's other platforms as well. There's um, let's see, Weebly, um, Squarespace, Wix, um, just to name three that. out being very user-friendly for the user to go in and and build a website. Um, I believe Weebly and Wix, you can build a site for free, but then when you want to post it to your, connect it to your own personal domain, that's when you have to pony up and pay um, a monthly fee um, to do that. Um, But again, and they use templates or you can use custom design, but you know, if you're not a designer and you're trying to start up and or run a business 
it's probably not the best use of your time to be spending hours and hours. I mean, I've talked to clients who said, oh my goodness, I wish I would have hired you to begin with because I spent so many hours trying to learn how to build this website and it doesn't even look good. And that's money. I mean, that's time that could have been spent building their business. Um, and, you know, let me handle the design because I can get it done a lot more quickly and efficiently. Um, a little bit of an investment, but it's going to pay off in spades because everybody that looks at your site is going to say, wow, you know, this is a professionally designed site. It's beautiful. Um, it's informative. It's easy to navigate and it's consistent. Um, so those are just a few ways that you can get a site um, that I can think of right now. <laughs> well, here's here's a question. I know that that the the budget conscious entrepreneur might be thinking, well, maybe I should just go to freelancer.com or I should go to the local um, I don't know, community college and get an intern or somebody, you know, who will do it super cheap. What are some of the the risks of of that approach? Uh, the primary one, first off, is you get what you pay for. Um, a lot of times the quality of the design um, and the consistency and the navigation will not be optimal. Um, a- another big thing that a lot of a lot of people run into when they have their their mother's brother's nephew. <laughs> <laughs> design their site is that the kid, you know, maybe he's off on summer vacation and they have him do the site and then he goes off to school again or he moves away and they don't have the knowledge um, or or access to the site that was built for them. So ongoing support is also really important. Um, Hiring someone that it's, they're a professional. This is what they do for a living. They're an established agency or freelancer like myself who does this for a living and you know I am accessible and I'm always around so people that I built a site for years ago will out of the blue contact me and say you know what my site's looking a little dated let's redo it or hey I lost my password and you know that kind of thing and I'm always around to provide the support. Well, it's interesting inter- interesting that you you bring up the fact that when you rely on somebody who may be operating out of their mother's basement, for instance, that you don't always have access to information about your domain or the hosting service mm-hmm. and and then you can't get it. In fact, I have had several clients where I have been working on their website and they haven't been able to to access information about their domain or their hosting service. In fact, I've had to change domains for some of my clients because they had somebody operating out of their basement who then, you know, went to Bali or somewhere and never to be seen again. And, And all of that information, which is, you know, business, these are, these are assets and, and they can't get to them. Yes, it happens all the time. It happens all the time. So, I mean, I'm always telling my clients, look, 
save this information. When I set up their site, I tell them how important it is that they have all of their login, their domain logins. Um, I transfer their site to their own account. Um, but I also keep record of their username and passwords too, because I always end up going back to that spreadsheet and looking it up for them. Um, but yeah, I, I always make sure that they know how very important that is and what can happen. You can lose control. Basically, you'll have a site out there that's outdated and you won't be able to access it. Um, so that's definitely a nightmare that you don't want to encounter. Yeah. And I know a lot of people who, who've, who've lived that nightmare. Here's, here's something that I'm interested in your take on. What do you think separates an ordinary website from a killer website from a design perspective? Oh gosh, so many little things. Um, you know, definitely brand consistency. Um, so color palette that is consistent with the brand um, throughout the entire site. Um, consistency, I would say probably consistency is the one of the number one things that you can do to make your site look killer. Also awesome photography. Um but yeah, those are two really, really, really big things. Um, all the fonts need to be consistent throughout the site, the headers, the paragraph fonts, the buttons, just consistency throughout. Um, and then, yeah, just, just knowing, having an eye for the photography to be used um, because people really relate to photographs and they can stir emotion. And so it's really important to use really good quality photographs that show well on your website, which means they have to be a certain resolution, a certain size, so they don't pixelate and get fuzzy on screen. Um, you also don't want them to be so huge in file size that it takes forever for them to load. Um, yeah. So in terms of visual killer websites, I would say those are probably the most important aspects. So now let's talk about the not pictures, the not visual. Well, not visual as in an image, but the words. As a person who designs websites, how, how much trouble do you run into when you have clients who come to you and say, I want you to create a website for me, but I don't know what I'm going to say. Like <laughs> what, what words do I put on my website? T talk about that process. Yes, it happens frequently. Um, I try to head it off when I notice that that is probably going to be an issue, no content for the site, um, and try to really um, encourage them to work with a very talented creative writer such as yourself um, before even getting into the, the nitty gritty of the website design. Um, but if they're, no, 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 I can come up with it myself and da, da, da. Okay. So usually what I do is I set up a site with all the pages and just some placeholder, blah, 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 lorem ipsum text. Um, so that, that way I can go ahead and create a visual for them that maybe helps them along with the content. 
But I'm telling you, that stalls a website project quicker than anything. Because I can design something that looks awesome. And they're like, wow, this is so great. Um, yeah, let me get my content to you. I'll, I'll get that to you. You know, a week goes by, two weeks go by. <laughs> a month, a year. <laughs> it's like, uh, really? Yeah. To use that content now. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it's so worth it to just hire someone creative to write, do the writing um, and get that. Because, I mean, it's it's just it's well worth any investment on the front end because you think you're going to have time to write stuff for your website or what to say. And then a lot of times it doesn't even sound good because they're not they're not writers. You're right. So, um, yeah. I would encourage anybody to, to hire a creative writer for their content. It's super important. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We've all seen websites that look dated. It's like, okay, 1999 called and they want their website back. <laughs> so how important is it to update that website design and, and how often should you do it? <laughs> you know, I would say once every three... I'm trying to remember when did I last update my website, but mine's constantly, <laughs> my site is constantly evolving. So, but if you haven't touched your website in three years, you really need to take a hard look at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if it's been more than three years, yeah, it's probably time to totally redesign it because just like any technology, website design is, is always changing and evolving and people are always online and whether they realize it or not, people know what a pretty new website looks like. And then when they see yours that was built five years ago, there's definitely a difference. Well, all I know is that when you're looking at a website and everything is tiny and you've got the old, um, the old approach where everything has to fit on the screen, like it has to be above the fold, and you've got a sidebar on the right and a sidebar on the left. And then when you look at that site on your mobile phone, and, and, and it looks just like that because it's not responsive or it's not doesn't adapt to fit the device that you're viewing it on, nothing can turn off potential customers faster than a site that they can't navigate because it was built, you know, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago. Right. Exactly. No, exactly. It definitely leaves an impression um, that this company doesn't care that, you know, whether I can see their site or not on my mobile phone or um, yeah, they don't care enough to, put their best face forward, so to speak, online, which is such a crucial platform these days for every business. So, Yeah, I think that's the biggest risk. The, the risk is that people who might have worked with you will decide not to based on the first impression that an outdated website makes. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So to wrap things up, Gwen, Tell us about the most important things that a business owner should be thinking about or doing if they want a website that gets results. Um, well, definitely, you know, branding and design is, is very important. And, and search engine optimization, it, I get asked 
about that a lot. Um, and the, the most, what I always tell people is that the most important thing you can do is to, when the site is being built, make sure that it is optimized for search engines. And that includes um, rich content. So every page of your site, and this is where a creative writer helps, um, every page of your site includes a lot of descriptive text about what you provide, who you, who you provide it to, and you know where you operate from. Um, and, you know, those things are super important to search engine optimization that, you know, you can put in some keywords and page title tags, and there's lots of other little things that I do when I'm building a site. Um, but that's the most important thing you can do is put good content on your site to get it found by search engines. Well, that sounds good. Gwen, if people want to work with you or learn more about how you can help them, how can they get a hold of you? Um, go to my website, um, creativeinstinct.biz, um, and not only learn about my services and see my portfolio, but I also have a handy questionnaire um, on there that kind of asks a few key questions about your project or um, the design that you're hoping to um, accomplish and, and who your target audience is, kind of help you think through those things. And when you submit that, it will notify me um, and I can get in touch with you. Or you can just email me at gwen at creativeinstinct.biz. That sounds great. Gwen, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm, I'm sure that our guests or our listeners are going to get a lot out of this. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Simple Marketing Academy podcast. If you enjoyed the show, why not leave a review? It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback. And speaking of feedback, if there's a topic you'd like us to address on the podcast, let us know. Just drop us an email at info at simplemarketing.academy. The Simple Marketing Academy podcast will be back next week with more straight talk about marketing your small business. See you there.